0: Love Talk Radio. Welcome to the Frontier Beyond Fear live broadcast. I'm Susan and danz and today is Saturday, June 18th, 2022. And I want to welcome all of you here today because we're going to continue with something I began in the last program, where we talked about 1 Corinthians 13, only this time we're going to focus on the last verse, particularly faith and hope, and explore how these things can assist us greatly when we choose a spiritual path. The last verse of 1 Corinthians 13 is, And now these three remain faith, hope, and love. But the greatest of these is love. So we know how important love is in everything we do, in every way that we choose To be love unconditionally is paramount. But note how this verse talks about faith and hope. And no matter what your particular background, what I have to say and what I had to say in the last program as well applies to anyone. Whatever your belief system, whatever your lack of belief system, whatever you choose to believe. What I am emphasizing here in an entire series of programs is how much being open to spirituality can make a significant difference. In our lives. You know, last night I happened to turn on a movie, which is rather obscure. Um, I don't know, maybe it was never in the theaters, and I'm not even going to name it. But I will tell you, I realized as I was watching this film, in a situation where spirituality would have been incredibly... Important and definitely present. It was kind of a disaster movie, I'll give it that. It wasn't in the movie at all. Whoever made this film was clearly hostile to spirituality, and they pigeonholed one faith in particular briefly, um, but even there, it just, well... It In all ways, it did not present spirituality, which is a part of human life. And it is not going away because spirituality is real. And I wondered about whoever made this film. Why? Why had they gotten to the point where they just wanted to blot it out? in a movie which really should have presented various ways of looking at a disaster. And it was as if they didn't want spirituality to exist at all. So judgmental, clearly, they had become of whatever they thought that spirituality was. This not only is not a realistic path in the world because spirituality is real and people who... Listen to this program and to many programs on this network. And you may be coming to this program from various podcast platforms. And you know, those of you listening in various parts of the world, you know how important your spiritual path is to your life. And if you are not currently feeling called to a spiritual path, If you are hostile to a spiritual path, let me suggest to you that perhaps you have put a label on spirituality that isn't actually real. And that to you, you may not understand something that is essential, absolutely essential to the human experience because it is a part of the world. It is a part of us. And it's not going away. It can't be blotted out because it's real. And it is my hope that everyone will have the opportunity to be open to what spirituality can provide in your life. And faith and hope and, yes, love are significant aspects. These things bring us peace, even in difficult circumstances. I know um, I may, at the end of this program, list out all the countries that I could hardly write it on a little sheet of paper. How many countries are listed um, in, I believe it's the past year. They've now adjusted it to the past year someone listening to this program in one of these countries, and it's amazing how many countries there is at least one person somewhere out there listening to this show, to one of the episodes in the past year, because I know that I'm here in the United States, and though life here is changing, it definitely, and it, it really is often misunderstood because depending on where you are in the United States and what your circumstances are, it's not uniform here and there can be a lot of assumptions about what life is like here. But with that said, I know that there are those of you out there that are dealing with hardships that uh, many of us here in the United States have not seen, but that is not to assume that there aren't people in the United States, dealing with hardship because it does exist, and I think that um, it's wrong for us to to assume um, to gloss over that. But I also acknowledge just how difficult it can be. Things that I probably cannot conceive of myself, not having not having your eyes. Um, someday, I fully believe through my spiritual path, we will be able to empathically know what every person has experienced. That's why we are here as special created human beings. I do not believe that any individual's life is just lost in the midst of the ocean. We exist as the creative energy, the creative force, the loving creation of a very personal Creator, that I have to be so careful with my words. We throw about the word energy, and it's, it doesn't carry the love of what this is and how personally you can feel the divine. And some faiths acknowledge this and some don't. And that is the personal experience of many people of faith that you can personally feel the love and assurance of the divine. I want to give another verse now, which is actually one I found right before the program. Hebrews 11.1, 1, Now faith is confidence in what we hope for and assurance about what we do not see. Because why do we talk about both faith and hope? And what are the difference? What are the differences between faith and hope? Faith has confidence in it. Faith is truly believing. I have faith that God is love, I have faith that God is love. Can I prove it? Can I prove that God is love Now I'm thinking of a scene in the movie Contact, which I always seem to reference in some way where they're talking about religion versus science, and um one of the characters who is very spiritual, he's not particularly religious, he's spiritual is talking to the skeptic, which is Jodie Foster, and he asks her if she can prove how much she loves her father. And actually, that's a good theme this week because it's Father's Day tomorrow in the U.S. Um, So, and of course, that's an immaterial thing. It's not so easily quantified. It's not so easily boxed in. Part of my journey, and it's taken a lot of really difficult work on my part, some of which I did not seek, but it fell to my path and I trust in it. And there's that word trust, too, because we have to trust what is in our personal paths. There's a reason for everything that happens to us. Absolutely everything. And generally, later in life, we're able to see, or maybe soon after, and if we're really paying attention, even while we're going through it, we can trust and have faith that if we're going through a difficult period as a society and as a person, that there is a reason, that there is a reason for it, that we have something to learn from it because we are here to learn and we are here also to work with our relationship with fear because when you are in the presence the conscious presence the fully conscious presence of the divine it's not the same we can you know that was in first corinthians 13 um yes our last week as well just how now we only see partially, although we can have glimpses. I mean, many of us can attest to having spiritual experiences where you feel it more fully, that love, and, you know, it's all-embracing. It's all-encompassing. I came to this topic today just because I know that A lot of people are having difficulties right now. And I personally had this morning, you know, I was thinking about things and, you know, um, just it's not an easy time in the world. The last program, I said that I felt that the number one threat in the world is nuclear war. Um, Because we developed that technology, it Stays with us as a very significant faith. Or, <laughs> significant, well, I can't talk today. Faith is right, a significant threat. But yes, I have faith that something, I mean, if we were to come to some catastrophic end like that, I have faith that there would be a reason for that. But we wouldn't cease to exist, we would go on. It's just the earth itself is not going to last forever. So, although, of course, we wouldn't want that to happen, you can have faith that no matter what happens, there is a reason. Um, I also believe, um, there are a lot of other things that of course are cause for grave concern right now and, um, It's a time when we need all three, faith, hope, love. Hope for me is even more open in some ways than faith. In fact, hope almost has the word open in it. I'm seeing that as I speak. It's about being open. It's about never giving up on what is possible. I have hope. Here's the difference. If something difficult occurs, I may have faith that it's happening for a reason and that I need to trust in that reason, even if I can't see it. But hope will never leave me for something better, that the difficulty will alleviate itself, that we will learn and we will grow and It's having hope for the future. I fear far too often in our world right now, young people are losing hope for the future. Maybe people of all ages. And no matter what I say about how we have some very real things to be concerned about in the world right now, um, I never lose hope. And... I had another let's see here i think i've I've given part a part of this poem before, but I'll say it again. This is from alexander Pope poet sixteen eighty eight to seventeen i think seventeen forty one or might be I'm trying to read my writing anyway. He was was around during that period because I don't have his exact birth date. I jotted it down too fast. So he died in the 1740s. Hope brings eternal in the human breast. Just that small segment that comes from, he's actually an essayist, an essay on man. It never goes away. That's the thing with hope. Faith can sometimes, um, well, we can feel like faith wavers sometimes, like it. And hope can feel that way too. But I will tell you, hope just keeps rebirthing itself. That has been my experience. It springs eternal. You can feel like you never really lose hope because keeps arising. If you feel like you are in a situation where you're losing hope, trust can help in saying that hope is going to come back. And faith is the confidence that elevates that even further. It's that assurance that we can make it through. I feel that in our abandonment of spirituality, which I saw exhibited in this movie I just happened to watch last night that will remain unnamed because it is obscure and um, it was just one of those things that I don't know how I ended up watching it, but I needed to watch it because of this, is just blotting out and pretending just because you personally are a skeptic and have never experienced something spiritual, that's not going to make spirituality go away. Those of us who are spiritual, we are seeing proof that this world has much more to it than meets the eye. fact, I'll give you an example. This happened just before the show and this morning. This morning I woke up thinking about my work. And in fact, this may be a message for some of you who are also thinking about your work. Because, of course, the cost of everything is going up. And so and it's an uneasy time. Those of you who have um, investments or savings or whatever, you know, you may be seeing some of that going down, and especially any kind of investment or 401K or whatever. And then, of course, there are a lot of people who don't have anything like that, and many of us in the spiritual, in the spiritual community have made um, our lives have taken a particular course where such things are not. We can feel like it's a lack of abundance, but we have an abundance in other ways that come to us. In fact, sometimes you can feel like it's manna from heaven. I've used that um, description. And so a lot of people in the spiritual community, they're not working in traditional jobs, some are, and they don't have those buffers. Maybe they did long ago. And in that sense, you know, that part of it doesn't really have an impact as much. But still there is this uneasiness that is really happening to a lot of people right now. Um, perhaps you're safety cushion, whatever you felt that was, um, is diminishing, and that makes you feel really uneasy. But this is very specific to something I was thinking about this morning, and I was thinking about the projects that I work on that help to support my very simple life, and I was thinking, you know, I have to make it such that um, I have enough going on. So that if one were to go away, I still have enough support from the others to support what is truly a very simple life. And yet here I am still doing this um, broadcast and doing various endeavors, which really come from the heart. So I was wondering, I wasn't looking for this. Right before the show, I was actually basically just opened the book to a random page and put my finger on the page in a two volume series this is of um this is my series of British literature. This particular volume is 12, 1201 pages okay opened it randomly to page five ninety seven put my finger. Now, I can't even find it because I did it. So, here it is. Put my finger on this part of the page in a 1,200-page book. It just says, it's a question. If my main project fail, then you have others? What are the chances of that? If This is actually... Um, it's in something by Ben Johnson. Uh, ben Johnson lived. See here. I always like to tell you when people lived. Uh, scrolling back, I had it marked. Anyway, um, it was in the. here we go. 1572 to 1637, and it actually affirmed going right to that. that the statistical chances of my putting my opening to a random page, putting my finger on a random place on a very, quite a large book. This is a large, heavy book to something that specifically affirmed what I was needing to have faith in that, you know, I will continue to be sustained. And even I was thinking, yes, you know, I'm going to, Need to make sure that in case someone I'm helping is falling into some difficulty themselves, I need to make sure that um, I have others to back up. You know, make sure I have enough work that it all works out for me personally. Something that was making me uneasy. And I know those of you who work out there um, on multiple things, and maybe even if you don't. This is a message to you as well, to look, be open to something. Um, maybe there's, you may have a normal job where you're not bringing in enough with the higher prices and um, maybe, you know, things are going up significant, rents are certainly going up significantly in the United States. Even the starting rents are just astoundingly high compared to what they really should be and used to be. Um, it's astonishing how much a one-bedroom apartment goes for. In fact, I was just um, hearing the uh, yesterday about how mortgages are going up so much, and it dawned on me that a lot of one-bedroom apartments um, before the mortgage rates went went up, you could have bought a four hundred thousand dollar house, and your payment. Um, may have just been slightly higher, um, just the main payment parks, you always pay other things, um, than what they're starting to ask for just really quite basic apartments. It's it's shocking, shocking what is happening um, in the housing market. So the answer that many are pondering, I certainly was this morning, and there was an affirmation. See how that affirms your faith. When I see something like that, which is really statistically, astronomically improbable, I would say impossible almost, but it, there's no impossible in statistic. It's it, highly improbable. I could do that just open to a page that addressed what I was thinking about. In fact, I'm going to give you another synchronicity. These are meaningful coincidences that happened to me a couple of weeks ago. I very um, briefly referred to it, which is also incredibly, incredibly close to impossible. Um, that's just telling me that, yes, you're on the right track that um, I'm to be open to um, expanding my work. And some of these may be my own projects because I have some. And for me, the greatest adjustment I've been able to to make, and life circumstance has certainly led to it to begin with, is I did need to simplify um, significantly. But, you know, part of that, and I have really traced this back, in fact, a main part as to um, how my life has unfolded is I made a very committed, conscious choice to be a work-at-home-stay-at-home mom. And so I really gave up the most significant portion of my career. I didn't expect to do that. In fact, I kind of did it twice because I returned to, you know, really took my career to, the, you know, in the time that I worked in computer science and um, corporate communications as well related to that. I mean, it was an amazing career, anything I could have hoped for took it to the highest level was, you know, even in corporate leadership at the end and communications in my company. And um, so it's very satisfying in that way. But truly, um, my choosing and knowing I needed to be at home and also circumstances changing and leading me into other types of work as well, particularly later on, Um, those things all existed for very real reasons. I wouldn't be doing this at all. Um, It touches my heart that more of you are discovering this program. I see that people are listening in the archive. I've been seeing um, some differences in the last couple weeks, and I think that's really cool. And I welcome those who are coming to this program. I hope that you find some very gentle inspiration here. And I see that the live show is going to be coming to an end soon. So I do want to note to those of you, I will be continuing on um, for a while, but um, you'll be able to find that in the podcast if you're listening live. Thank you, Blog Talk Radio, for once again featuring this program on the home page while live. Um, You can find out more about this show at FrontierBeyondFear.com and I really welcome um, if you could um, look for the program on Facebook. I would love for more of you to come over to Facebook. I do share some various inspirational posts over there and and you can also follow the show but um, you have to get a Blog Talk Radio membership, I think, which is free. But if you don't do that, um, you can always listen in the podcast. I generally announce this show very close to when it goes live. So because I often don't know what exactly I'm going to speak about until right before the show. And also thank you, just checking Blog Talk Radio also has the program as in the, the featured main slot on live spirituality while it's been live. So all of those things I view, I'm very thankful for in supporting the outreach of this program, which is straight from the heart. Um, so we will continue on here. I want to tell you about the other synchronicity that occurred, a meaningful coincidence. It happened a couple weeks ago. And I um, had sort of dozed off. I was watching another movie and I dozed off while it was on and I woke up and it was very late. It was on I think it was Friday night. Yeah, it's Friday night. And I um went to sleep or went to bed and I I wasn't quite ready to go to sleep and for some reason I turned on the radio to coast to coast, which I don't always do. In fact I usually don't, especially on certain nights where they might be talking about monsters or something scary. And that's not real conducive for me going to sleep. But for whatever reason, I went over there and right then a caller came on and talked about a UFO experience that he had very close to where I now live. And he talked about um, all kinds of aspects of it and even describing the landscape, um, not immediately, here, but close, close, and it was remarkable, and so um, I couldn't believe that I had turned it on, and yet I could believe, because I've seen it happen before, this is synchronicity. It helps gives up, give us even more assurance, and given that I've been talking about that, even though um, he also had a vaguely spiritual experience of this. I am not really into the so-called nuts and bolts that has come up more than once on this, and I've talked about it recently on the program due to this being so presently in the news, Um, even though some years ago I also described seeing something unusual. And I've also seen maybe some things that I can't explain here off way in the distance, I almost called in i because it was such a remarkable coincidence and the caller at the end of his call he said something about how he'd never called you know he hadn't he just thought that he felt guided to call something like that and i thought well i think i was supposed to hear it for one um very honest caller and and so i don't know what that's leading to but i clearly needed to hear it And it may also be affirming some of my work in that area where I am very much accentuating how important it is to keep spirituality in sight when we are thinking about um, any kind of extraterrestrials that may be very far away. This is not, the UFO phenomenon is a very small portion of what this is. It's really how do we contemplate who we are, what it means to be a being, and, um, and what does it mean to advance as a species. And so much, just like that movie that I was watching last night, um, so many, there, there's, a, there's a strong, strong, heavy-handed messaging that's going on right now that tries to tell people that spirituality is not real, and the fact of the matter is, is once you know it's real, I mean, you have really quite miraculous things that you can be, they're direct and provable, they're not just imaginary, I mean, they they directly relate, they're not just, oh, you're looking for red cars, and you see a red car, I wasn't looking for, what are the chances in a, a book of British literature I would open to something that even says the word project from that time frame when this author wrote it. And yet that was exactly what I was thinking about, was project. And that's kind of a modern term. And yet it was there. And I wasn't even really looking for it, but it affirmed just what I was thinking about. Same thing the other night or a while back, but when that other synchronicity occurred, I wasn't looking for anything specific I wasn't looking for anything. I was just kind of, you know, turning on the radio. Actually, sometimes I do turn on the radio and just say, well, what is it going to say? I wasn't doing that. And here, it was just almost impossibly specific. And so I listened, and I'm still attentive to what that will mean. At the very least, it means that I still have a continuing role in that area, um, that outreach of, in my case, very much emphasizing the loving spiritual aspects. Even if there are fearful things occurring in some of that domain, it's no different than fearful things occurring on the earth. We don't give up on love. We don't give up on faith. And we don't give up on hope. I didn't even know today... You know, I was kind of, uh, I wasn't really up to the program this morning. I thought, well, you know, how's it going to go today? And I was just reassured that, yes, you should you know, go ahead, do the program, and here's here's the messaging for today. You know, I realized this was what I wanted to talk about today. And I'm very happy that has come to fruition today. I needed to be here. I had a quote um, from Martin Luther King, Jr. Um, Now I'm losing track because I believe I've used this quote in other programs, but I want to say something about it. It's on a piece of paper, and I know I did use it in a program probably this year. The other day, I don't know, maybe a couple shows ago, it fell on the floor just right at my feet because I needed to see it then, too. Faith is taking the first step even when you don't see the whole staircase. Martin Luther King Jr., who lived 1929 to tragically 1968. The first step. What does that mean exactly? When we listen, when we really listen to what it is we feel called to do, we take that first step. Years ago, I felt like I'm, it wasn't for a very long time that I felt this, but I took the first step with this broadcast. And it started out very simply. And it rose to quite an amazing level for a while. And then it gently became simple again. And lately, you know, I don't know what's going on the last couple weeks, but I'm seeing a little more impetus here. And it doesn't really matter to me. Wherever you are, I am speaking to your heart, wherever you are. And I honor your life experience, and I welcome you here. In fact, it just really touches my heart to know that there are people listening in so many places. In fact, now I am going to give you this list. I wrote this down. This, I believe, is in the past year. They used to list it for the last the past month, but they don't say that anymore. So it's on the page, which shows. And it's been there long enough that, um, you know, I can't know for sure if it's not generally blog talk radio. But there's nothing that says that. And it always used to say, you know, be very specific to the show. It's on the statistical page for the program. But I'll put that caveat out just to be safe. But what it says is that there are listeners in so many different places in the past year. And, you know, it may be just one person listened to one part of a show in these places, and that is enough. That is enough, and is amazing to me. It says that the United States, 65%, is are approximate? Australia, 7%. Saudi Arabia, 6%. United Kingdom, about 5%. The Netherlands, 3%. Then after that, there are just so many, not in any particular order. We have New Zealand. These could just be one person. That's fine. If you're that one person and you happen to be listening and you're in one of these countries and maybe um, there's someone listening in a country that I'm not listing here because it may not even be complete or maybe you just discovered this program today. New Zealand, Canada. Colombia, Brazil, Finland, Sweden, Norway, Peru, Chile, Austria, Hungary, Slovakia, Bulgaria, Greece, Estonia, Egypt, did I say New Zealand, South Africa, France, Italy, Portugal, Switzerland, India, Pakistan, Belgium, Germany, China, Vietnam, Denmark, Thailand, Poland, Czech Republic, uh, Malaysia, the Philippines... I may have missed one or two. Oh, I went through that faster than I thought. It's kind of interesting what's not on the list. I this is why I tend to think it's specific to this program because surely there's a listener in Spain for all of Blog Talk Radio. So, and I think I've seen Spain before. This is really, in the past year, someone has visited this program from all of those places, which is very, very possible especially given how Blog Talk Radio regularly has it on the homepage while live. So however you have come to this program, and wherever you are, like now I'm thinking I did miss something. Did I get Japan? I don't remember if I said that. I mean, there are just so many. Anyway, there. if I missed your country, it wasn't intentional, because I know Japan was on the list. Um. It's amazing to me. Together, we know or we're feeling the call of spirituality. We are releasing the hold of fear on our lives. When you turn your back on spirituality and try to pretend that it is not real, Fear has so much more dominance or the opportunity to dominate your life. Maybe you can elude it, but the spiritual path is a miraculous path. You will see meaningful coincidences, also known as synchronicities, that are not in your imagination that are incredibly direct, like what happened when I opened that book or turned on that radio and there have just been so many other times that you can't explain in any materialistic way. We have confused materialism with science because this is scientific and could be scientifically studied if we had an open mind to look at it With an open mind. But many minds have been closed, and there is hostility that comes generally from fear or from condescension or from many unhealthy things. But generally, it arises because you really are afraid of what you might discover. If a world that is grander than what meets the eye initially is real. And I really do believe from an empathic standpoint that this is due to being concerned about the dark things that happen in the world. Because if you realize there is a miraculous element here, a non-material element, then it becomes more frightening at first to explain why those dark things occur. Because I think there is an assumption that there's some control, that there isn't choice on the planet, and that it would just blot out all the darkness. Well, believe me, when you cross the veil, when you die, you'll see just how much light there really is. But we're not here on planet Earth to be in that space. We may glimpse it, we may feel it, and we're really not separated from it. But we are in a place of choice and learning where we have put blinders on to what is actually fully real, which is love. I truly believe ultimately everything must come back full circle to knowing love even more completely. Do I question the dark things? You bet I do. In fact, I'm not even so sure it's such a good idea to be in such a place where you have such things happen. But that doesn't, it's not an easy thing to get your head around. It's not. But your heart can expand beyond it and you have to trust. That's where trust and faith and even hope and yes, love, of course, all come into play. I have faith and I have to keep returning to that faith that there is a reason a higher reason why we are learning these lessons and where that will help us as souls ultimately. I have hope that it is leading to a better place. It certainly is leading to important learning, things that we need to know that will help us on our greater paths and that we are here for a reason. Every one of us is special, and there really are amazing things that can occur in this world. I have spoken of other types of miracles, healing that I have observed more than once. I have experienced it, and I have seen it, and I have seen others that I know firsthand attest to things that have occurred that cannot be explained and I can't explain things that I have experienced or seen in any material way only a spiritual way it's difficult to get our heads around that too because sometimes you know something some illness comes and that's you know a person as much as you hope as much as you pray um, they don't survive. That does happen. Or something seems to not go away and you don't understand. Well, how come that that person was okay? Is something picking and choosing? That's why it's so important to realize that no soul is here for any longer than they, they're supposed to be. And I really do believe in my faith that we participate fully in our soul journey. That doesn't mean that there aren't multiple aspects to the divine. There is a very high aspect that I can't even conceive, but we are also inseparable because God is omnipresent, including in us. That doesn't put you in some kind of power play mode. It's not like that. It's not domineering. It's not like that at all. It's this, just that you can't be separated ever from the divine and from really what is the most amazing unconditional love that you could even begin to imagine. And yes, as souls, I believe that we do participate fully in our journeys, that there are choices at a high level and also... At a level, it's so hard to understand. In fact, this is a very difficult to explain area, which we're still exploring within the path of faith um, as to, you know, where does free will come into play? Clearly, we have it here. But, you know, are there higher choices, too? I mean, certainly some things could seem to override our free will. Um you know, I, I think that we don't fully explain how all of this works. Right now, the world is going through a time which most of us didn't expect. I certainly didn't expect it. And yet, and it's not particularly pleasant either. But there has to be a reason for it. Ultimately, there has to be a reason. Hope, hope springs eternal hope. I'm going to close the show now. I want to thank you for being here with me today, whether you're um, whatever platform that you're listening on. I really welcome you here, and I'm so happy that you are here sharing in this time. With me, I should be back next week. This show normally airs Saturdays at 1 p.m. Pacific, 4 p.m. Eastern on Blog Talk Radio, FrontierBeyondFear.com. Again, is where you can learn about the program and see. I feel so much better this morning. I started out thinking, "Okay, what am I supposed to?" You know, I'm thinking about my so-called day work you know i do a lot of things just from my heart like this program but then i have other things i do that of course keep me sustained in a very simple way and you know not only did i get that assurance that yes you know just trust that the right things will come but i also feel better i feel awesome this is my path you see this is a important part of my path, and I feel so much better today, having shared this time with you. so take care, everyone. I will see you next week, I hope, and yes, do explore the archive i just I'm so happy that I mean it has a wide variety of things in it. But whatever you are called to explore, um, it touches my heart that you are. Be well, everyone.